Warning. The Humps Podcast is rated 18 plus for sexual content and graphic language. Listener discretion is advised. Good day, everyone, and welcome back to Humps. Today, we are talking about how to properly clean your sex toys. It's something that we should touch on because you should be taking great care in the sanitation of the toys that you're using because they are used in very intimate and sensitive areas. So you may be asking yourself how I used to clean my sex toys and my answer to that is I didn't have any. (laughs) As funny as that sounds. I mean, I think I bought two and I don't know if they were all that great. Honestly, my first sex toy I hated. It was a small pill-shaped bullet vibrator that was metallic blue that I had gotten from Spencer's and after using it once with one of my exes I decided it was far too stimulating for me. I did not like it and I threw it out and then the other thing that I used was Kegel balls and again used them I think once and then threw them away. So um the cleaning thing was not something I was particularly familiar with but I also did not use really any toys up to date. But now doing what I'm doing and reviewing sex toys, it has now become necessary for me to not only pay attention to what toys are made of, what's out there, what can I try, I now need to learn how to take care of these things properly. And some of these things may not seem obvious to everyone, so it's important that we just go through it quick. So naturally for this, I went to the Traveling Tickle Trunk for sex toy cleaning advice and also sexpletive but I also did a bit of searching outside of that and found some information on Healthline that I thought was interesting. I didn't 100% agree with everything Healthline was saying just because in my mind I'm gonna resource my information from somebody who sells sex toys for a living which is sexpletive and traveling tickle trunk and also those two are backed by Espish which is a organization that works towards giving people proper sexual health advice so they're the ones that I leaned more towards but there were valid points that were brought up by Healthline that I will be including in this episode. All the resources that I used for this podcast are linked in my show notes. So if you're interested in reading anything that I read or just taking a gander at the Traveling Tickle Trunk website or the Sexpletive website, feel free to look at the show notes and click on the links. So sit down, get comfortable, and let's discuss how to keep your toys nice and clean. These points are going to be numerical, but that's not because they're in list of importance. It's just so that I can keep track of where I'm at. So the numbering system is more for me than it is for the listener. Rule number one, please, please, please always try to get the best quality of sex toy you can. Sex toys are considered a novelty item, so they can be not very safe to use. Some of the materials that Traveling Tickle Trunk recommends are as follows, which is elastomer, glass, 100% silicone, ABS plastic, stainless steel, and borosilicate glass. 
The material isn't the only thing you should be checking though. You should also be checking all the grooves and how it's made and shaped to decide how easy it is to clean. Smooth surfaces that don't have a lot of bends and crevices are best. And you know, if they have a bunch of bumps and stuff, it's just easier for the germs to hide because it's harder to clean your toy. A good example of this was when I was on Instagram the one day, Sexpletive posted pictures of sex toys from her nightmares, quote unquote. And then one of them was a dildo that had the texture of those spiky earrings that used to be a trend in the early 2000s. For anybody who knows what I'm talking about, they're studs and they're little spikes and they used to be like fluorescent colors. So you used to get like bright pink and green and they were just super trendy. They were like this gel and I just couldn't imagine putting a dildo inside of me that looked like that. But I also thought about the cleaning process and I was like, that's just a whole lot of no thank you. <laughs> the other thing is, is that some people may not take the high quality seriously. In their minds, you know, I'm saving money. But the problem is, is that if your toy is cheap and porous, bacteria is going to gather inside the pores, and it's next to impossible to remove them. And I really want to push that because I remember going to Dark Matters, Science of Sex at the Tells World of Science, and there was a table where somebody was explaining how it's important to know what materials your toys are made of. And they showed us a toy that was porous, and they put a black light to it. That shit lit up like the night sky. It was horrible. And they said, you know, this has been cleaned multiple times, and this is still the residue that's in the toy. And I was just like, oh, it's just so gross. <laughs> You don't want to shove that inside of you knowing that it is that dirty. And it's important to know that those are the risks. Because I mean, the person who was teaching us about this actually shared a personal experience because they were talking about how they used to suffer from yeast infections. And that this was a constant problem throughout their life. And then all of a sudden they decided to buy a higher quality sex toy. And then all of a sudden the yeast infections stopped. So... Quality is very important and keeping in mind how the toy is made so that you can clean it properly. If you're unsure of what your toy is made of, you can always check online to see if there's a website that contains that information. But if not and you're not sure and you don't think that your toy is made of a non-porous material, then it's always best to probably replace that toy with something that is safe. Rule number two. When should you clean your toys? The answer is before, after, and between people. As much as possible. You want that sucker to be squeaky clean. Squeaky clean. All the time. Rule number three. Waterproof and water resistant are not the same. Waterproof means you could submerge the toy Water resistant means it can come in contact with water, but shouldn't be under the water. So if you're looking for a tub buddy, you should be looking for something that's waterproof. And the reason I mention this for the cleaning section, it's just because if you're cleaning your toy and you're grabbing a water resistant toy and then shoving it in your tub with a bunch of suds, you're probably going to kill your toy. Please make sure that you're aware of whether or not your toy is resistant or waterproof. Very important difference. Rule number four, 
If your toy does contain batteries, you should remove them before you start the cleaning process. Don't forget to put the cover back on the battery compartment though, because you want to make sure that you stop as much water as possible from getting into that area. Another thing to consider when washing a toy that has a battery compartment or a rechargeable port is trying your best to keep it away from water as much as possible. The compartment and the port, that is. Clean your toy thoroughly, but be careful on how you clean those areas. So you'd probably want to grab like a cloth and just wipe over it instead of putting it under the tap. Rule number five, find the most gentle hand soap or dish soap you can to clean your toys. It has to be non-scented and non-moisturizing. And you know, this one was what was interesting to me because in my mind, I didn't care about the scent for the soap because I was thinking, you know, I'm rinsing it anyway. It doesn't matter. But you know, they say that you shouldn't put soap in your genitals. So I, it makes sense now. I was just like, it's a toy. No, should always try to be extra careful with what you're using to clean your toys. Erica from Sexpletive recommended Dawn dish soap, a mild dish soap. And you can always use a toy cleaner, but it's not necessary. And it's recommended that after using a toy cleaner that you rinse off your toy with hot water. And there's apparently wipes as well. I've never used any, but there are wipes specially made to clean off your toys. And even then, it's still recommended to clean them off with soap and water before you use them again. And I can't stress this enough. Always rinse. Rinse, rinse, rinse. Rinse your toys. It is important to make sure that you have all that residue of whatever you use to wash it off before it goes in you or around you or however you're planning to use the toy. Just make sure you get rid of that residue or possible residue. Rule number six, products to avoid using on your toy to clean them because it isn't good for you and it isn't good for your toy. Bleach, rinse agent from your dishwasher, Vaseline, talcum powder, and alcohol. Rule number seven, you can boil your toy for up to five minutes or put toys in the dishwasher if they contain no electronics and they're 100% silicone. This, this one, this rule, <laughs> this rule has me having feelings because I just, I don't feel comfortable about it because I'm imagining this in a roommate setting. Like just imagining one of my roomies, if I had one right now, just shouting from their room, I'm just boiling my dildos, just leave the burner on, don't worry about it. Or, you know, opening the dishwasher to see sex toys that aren't mine touching my dishes. And I know everything's clean, but it's like, no thank you. <laughs> I didn't consent to this experience. <laughs> My other thing too is that I was wondering what kind of dish soap you can use for a dishwasher because I don't know if those pods are considered safe for toys. I'm not sure what soap you use. It wasn't mentioned. And I mean, I don't know if you can just put a mild soap in a dishwasher and it would do the same job as a pod would. So I have some blank spaces there, but it says that you should also rinse your toy after it comes out of the dishwasher just because you want to make sure that you get rid of any residue. So I'm not 110% on that, but if I figure it out, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> Rule number eight, depending on the shape and curves of the toy that you are cleaning, bring extra tools to clean it properly. 
So like if there's little grooves and stuff that you're not going to reach with a cloth, try using a toothbrush or a Q-tip. Bring anything that you can that will get into those spaces to prevent germ buildup. Rule number nine. If you have concerns over STI transmission because you're sharing your toys, please clean off your toys with hydrogen peroxide first and then use soap and water before you share from person to person. Rule number 10. Air drying is the way to go. If you want them to dry faster though, you can use material that is lint-free. Reasons for that being you don't want the lint to cling to the toy or whatever particles will be floating around to get stuck to your toy. And if your toy is battery operated and you just finish cleaning it, make sure that you open up that compartment where the batteries sit to allow it to air out properly. Rule number 11. If you want to share your toys, here's what you should do. Put a condom on the toy and change the condom when the toy is being used on a different person. And it is best if while changing to another person before putting a new condom on, cleaning it in between. So before switching people, it would be best if not only a condom change happens, but a cleaning process happens just to make sure everybody's being as safe as possible. Rule number 12. If you're planning on using your toy vaginally and anally, please avoid using any toys that aren't 100% silicone. And you want to make sure that if you're going from one orifice to the other, that you're boiling it between the two to make sure all the germs are gone and that you're not causing cross-contamination. And rule number 13, which is our final one for today, is the storage of your toys. Storage is really important. You got to make sure it's a clean container or a drawer that keeps dust and contaminants away and it helps protect them from possible damages. There's also bags for this. Like I know that I saw that uh, the Traveling Tickle Trunks has something called a sugar sack. You check that out. And there was mentions on articles saying, oh, people use like sanitized toolboxes and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, you have options. I personally love the cases that you can purchase at sex toy stores that have code locks on them for sex toys. You know, because you never know who could be snooping around. I don't like people snooping in my stuff, but if they are snooping, I'd rather lower their chances of touching those things specifically. So that is all the tips that I found so far. If there's more in the future, I'll definitely be finding them and publishing them for you guys as soon as I possibly can. I hope you learned something. I hope you got some valuable information. But that's all for today. I thank you so much for listening this far. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you reviewed and subscribed to my podcast as that does help support me. If you're looking for me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at danielle.m.laflamme. But with all that being said, that concludes this week's episode. I hope to see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.